It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show, heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. Please go to the rescuersradioshow.org website where you can you can hear all of the shows on podcasts once they air at Faith Talk 1360. And uh, this is a listener-guided show as well. If you care to donate, you can do that on the website as well. I have a wonderful guest today that I've known for 100 years. <laughs> Gordon Murray is his name, the infamous photographer, also known as Flash Gordon. <laughs> so how long have we known each other? Oh, all right. It's got to be back to the 90s. Yeah, uh, I think least. so. Yeah. 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 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go too far. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. I know I just turned 75, uh, but, ooh, but <laughs> yeah. well, I'm coming up on 65, but oh, I'm trying to catch up. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so um, Gordon, uh, <laughs> this guy it has been everywhere and done everything in photography. And Gordon, before we begin uh, sharing about your uh, passionate vocation of photography, uh, please allow our worldwide audience to to get to know you on a more personal basis. So take a few minutes and share your backstory. How did you get to this sure. point in your life? Yeah, well, uh, very fortunate. My dad was a photographer. And, oh. uh, and he started uh, back in the Army Air Force uh, oh. back right after World War II. So actually, even in high school, he was kind of playing around with it. Uh, but that was his career uh, to start out was photography. And so he kind of passed that along to me, too. He went on to become a college professor, and he founded uh, a communications media department at the uh, Western Pennsylvania IUP was the name of the college oh. that he taught at. And so he started that program early in, actually in the 50s. Uh, later on, I ended up graduating from that program, too. So, nice. so that's how I started with the photography was from dad. It's in the then, blood. Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> and mom was an artist. Uh, oh, so okay. she taught art. They were both educators. Yeah. So she taught art, and that, I think, kind of gave me more of a creative spin on it, too. Yeah. So. Well, uh, my gosh, uh, you know the large amount of corporate outings, weddings, award shows, that you are called upon to uh, to protect and preserve, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, would you say hundreds or even thousands of photos? Oh, thousands, millions, perhaps. millions. Yeah. There's tens of thousands a year, uh, and I, I did probably a, a fifty, seventy-five programs a year now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, over the over the span of the 20 years, in the past 20 years, <laughs> but even many more before that. Millions uh, yeah. of photos. Yeah. it's uh, at, With digital, it's even more yeah. because we don't have to budget for the film and processing sure. as we did to begin. Yeah. So now we can shoot a lot, lot more and then have to spend that back end time yeah. sorting through and, and editing them down. So yeah. My gosh. Yeah. What a career you've had. It's it's I've led a charmed <laughs> life, <laughs> the travel uh, because of the corporate niche of photography that I've gotten into in this past 20 years. Um, well, last week I was uh, in uh, Nevis in the West Indies uh, covering a president's club trip there for it's one of these uh, club trips are where a company will uh, have an incentive program for their top salespeople. Everybody or the wholesales team competes and the top 
25 or 50 get this all-expense-paid trip with a guest to an exotic destination. And they bring me along to take pictures of the couples in different beautiful backgrounds in front of the waterfalls and the jungles and, and the, the rewards program that they have there and then all the activities. And then I put those together into a, a book or a uh, slideshow or an online gallery. People can download the pictures. So as much as they are a wonderful keepsake memory for the people that were on the trip, they're also a motivator for the folks who didn't quite make the trip. Yeah. You know, and so they can I want to do that next this. year. Exactly. Right? So it kind of motivates the whole sales yeah. team to kind of keep going. So that those are those are the glamorous <laughs> uh, type uh, type. And so been to Hawaii uh, a dozen times or so, and most all the Caribbean islands and uh, many trips to Mexico. One trip to Europe. I, I don't do a lot with Europe, but did yeah. get a fabulous trip to Portugal. Overall, places I would never uh, be able to get to go to myself. So how do they find you? Um, a lot of it's networking. Um, some of them, I, the client that I was with in Nevis this last week, um, had a business meeting in Phoenix about seven years ago. And uh, I was recommended to them for some headshots that they needed at that business meeting. And we just really clicked. And uh, the planner asked, well, do you travel? I said, sure. So I do about 10 programs a year with them now. So they're, uh, they and others that I've met, you know, is kind of coming through this Phoenix market. A lot of the work is more meat and potatoes. It's right here in Phoenix. It's taking pictures at So there must be meetings. hundreds or thousands of photographers just right here in Arizona probably. Many, many, many. And, and yeah. they cut through all of that and find Gordon, <laughs> Flash Gordon. And yeah. it could be a wedding. It could be whatever it is, whether it's intimate, personal, or – corporate, you've been there and done that and still are going great guns, right? Yeah. Most of what I'm doing now is corporate. I did start out with weddings when I was uh, in high school and kind of working up through. There's a big difference between wedding photography and the corporate work I do now. Weddings are pretty much to tell the story of that magical day. Uh, So it's very much of a a storytelling kind of thing. With the corporate, it's really more about the whole guest experience. So it's really critical for the photographer to not kind of get in the way of that guest experience. And so a lot of wedding photographers don't make very good corporate photographers because they're just oh. used to kind of running the show. And, uh, so that narrows the field down well, for it you. It really does, okay. yeah. So uh, for me, I'm, I'm more working for the meeting planner yeah. uh, who, who really is running the show right. <laughs> and having to make sure that I don't do anything that gets in the way of the guest experience for everybody, yeah. not just for the couple. So, yeah, <laughs> a little different, uh, but it's still a live event. You've got to get the shot uh, as quickly and efficiently and, and perfectly as you, as you can, yeah. but, uh, but just to not get in the way. Yeah. So can you pinpoint a favorite or two or three or four? <laughs> I mean, you just told about some yeah, the fantastic in, the trips. Yeah, trips are pretty hard yeah. to beat. That's, that's, pretty, uh, that's kind of about as good as it gets in my world. But, well, the week before that, I was uh, shooting headshots for Hershey. They were in for their national sales meeting, and we shot 430 headshot sessions in three days. Uh, but it was really just during the meals and the breaks. So you have to work really hey, A lot of pictures of yeah. chocolate bars. Yeah. <laughs> These are their sales team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not product photography. These are headshots. Yeah. So, but needing to work through it really quickly uh, with sessions that are only about a minute each. Yeah. And so just the exhilaration of, of making it still a good experience. You know, got to enjoy what they're doing, um, and, but yet still get a good result. So uh, that, that, there's little challenges like yeah. that, uh, trying to make it interesting. Uh, yeah. You and I first met, I think, 
in the in the late 1900s or 1900s <laughs> I, I made the same mistake uh i hope it wasn't too, that long ago 1999 or 897 yeah. whatever yeah. and you had a uh you had set up a group of boutique artists i'll say at 68th street and camelback in phoenix yeah it was a production company so where my photography kind of led me was uh, to continually grow and expand. And so I moved from just corporate photography in the start to production where I was creating slideshows and video and then planning and producing entire meetings. And so that was sort of the pinnacle of that chapter of my career of building, uh, bringing together these. It was a boutique. and It was amazing people in in that building. They were fantastic, uh, creative and technical uh, expert people, yeah. and and I've and I've run into. I don't know some why I was there. I, well, we we let in all kinds. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was a, it was a really rare time, and yeah. I've I've stayed in touch with many of those folks, and honestly, many of us look back, and those were kind of the golden years of our career, where yeah. we where we had the opportunity and the privilege to work with these terrifically talented people on huge national and international projects. Those were good days. They were good days. And and I remember uh, I was with a group that were uh, in the upstairs of that building. They had a satellite set up. And um, I think it was a book. Schubert? Some, some oh, there, yeah. Uh, previously, the previous owners, we took over a facility that had been owned by, um, well, Pearson Education actually yeah, yeah, bought Pearson, out that's this was. operation. Distance Learning yeah, is what they were doing. Distance Learning. So they had and all we those. were looking at the satellite system for uh, how to grow a local radio and, right. and TV. So, right, yeah. Um, so if uh, you're just tuning in to this episode of The Rescuers, uh, my guest is Gordon Murray, better known as Flash Gordon, the infamous photographer, also, uh, uh, you know, it, it anywhere, anywhere, Arizona, anywhere around the world, right? Absolutely. It's all open to you. <laughs> my gear my gear is portable and my passport is current. Your gear and your... <laughs> Ready to go. Wow, keep that passport mm-hmm. up to date. Yeah. So... Um, Wow. So, Gordon, you've you've uh, you gave us your your background a little bit, and uh, in your life, you've had a, a a great tragedy. Well, walk us through what that was, and and you around that. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, uh, when uh, so I guess it was back around. Uh, Mid-1990s, 1995 or so, um, we, my wife and I uh, were uh, expecting our third child, and um, we um, – I'm sorry. May I back up and start that over? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, um, that uh, was a, 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 a time of life that began in the mid-90s. Um, I was working with my career uh, in my business. My uh, my wife was at home with our um, our third our three children, uh, three sons, as it was, and um, we were expecting our fourth. Mm. And everything seemed to be moving along just fine. I was um, busy with work; she was busy at home. But um, about uh, into the thirty second week or so of our pregnancy, uh, we found out that there. Uh, there was a problem, and uh, we 
had been hoping to have a little girl, so we had skipped the ultrasound process that we would normally have gone through. But we didn't want to be disappointed to find out it was another boy. So we thought, yeah. well, we'll just pass on that. But um, about 30, for 31st week, um, through measurements, we discovered that, that something wasn't right. So we went in uh, for an ultrasound, and that confirmed that there was some anomaly, but they weren't able to tell exactly what it was. Um, but probably a genetic condition, and it could be Down syndrome or, or something else more more troubling than that. So we went into the hospital uh, for more tests, and the second day in the hospital, uh, they determined that the baby had passed. Oh. And um, so it turned out it was another boy. Yeah. We named him Peter. Peter. And, um, and this was uh, such a uh, surprise um, and such a... Uh, tragedy. Uh, we just hadn't had anything <laughs> like that in yeah. our in our experience. So um, it, that began a time of uh, having to go through the delivery. Uh, we chose to have a, a funeral because we just didn't know quite what to do and thought yeah. anything that would help, we would we would try to do that. Yeah. Um, and it really, uh, it was very hard on our marriage. Um, the analogy was that uh, from my wife was that uh, I we had both been like thrown out of a rowboat and uh, I had managed to climb back in and uh, got busy with work and kind of recovered. Uh, but rather than reaching out and bringing her in with me, that it was like I was throwing her bricks uh-huh. uh, rather than rescuing her. So um, it was that much of a different experience for the two of us. So we began years of counseling and it, it really took about three years before I think we felt confident that we were able to put that behind us and that life wasn't ever going to quite be the same, but that at least our marriage was going to survive Yeah, and we were going to get through it. You have a Christian faith. We, and we had the benefit of a really good church family. Yeah. Um, East Valley Bible Church is where we were involved at the time. Uh, Pastor Tom Schrader's teaching. Um, oh, that Tom. was a family that of, of fellow believers that came around us, a small yeah. group that really uh, helped carry us through those yeah. really difficult times. Wow. Um, and Tom would tell the story later about how um, we were one of three couples over the course of only about three months who had had a stillbirth experience. Oh. And there was another couple that preceded us in that. And so they came and visited us in the hospital. And then um, we were able to do the same for the next couple who had a had a loss. And Tom tells a story about how uh, he's a great he storyteller, was wasn't he? he? Is. Oh my gosh, he was. <laughs> but he talked about, and we would hear this in sermons later about how um, when he was there trying to provide counsel for this family, this couple that had lost the child, that um, when we walked in and were able to share our experience, he said, you know, just <laughs> he knew he didn't have to do uh, or say anything else wow. that uh, that God was using that to help this next couple through. Wow. So. Um, so that's actually led to um, a very interesting chapter in my yeah, life. Yeah, I know. think it was 2012. Yes. Uh, in some way, you were led to a nonprofit called I Now Lay Me Down to Sleep. Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. Yeah. Yes. So let carefully go through this. Uh, we're in our last 10 minutes uh, or so, maybe even a little bit less. But I want our audience to hear and understand what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah, it was in 2012. I can very distinctly, there aren't a lot of times in my life I can remember a moment. This was one I really vividly remember. Uh, 2012, I was leafing through a photographer magazine that I would read every year. 
or every month. And as I was thumbing through that, um, I came on across an article that was titled NILMDTS. And I thought, well, that's, <laughs> there's mark, an acronym for yeah, it. Yeah, I said, that's not even pronounceable. What a useless acronym that is. <laughs> Didn't really know much about it. So I started to read, and it stands for Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And I'm thinking, that is way too long of a title to name a group just from a marketing standpoint. That, that really doesn't work. Yeah. Well, then I started reading about what these people did. And basically, they go into um, hospitals and they provide remembrance photography for couples who have experienced a stillbirth or the death of a baby. And I'm thinking that has got to be the yuckiest kind of photography I can possibly imagine going in and taking pictures of dead babies. <laughs> and then especially because myself, I kind of squeamish, I don't, yeah. the sight of blood or any of that. And then having on top of that, having had the emotional experience of going through that. And I can remember thinking, man, that that would be something I would <laughs> never, ever, ever want to do. And <laughs> within minutes, it occurred. It's okay. It's okay. It occurred to me that I was, I was perfectly equipped to do that. Now, you say they already had this put together. Who are yeah. they? So uh, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep um, was a nonprofit that was started by a female photographer who had gone through this experience herself. And she's based in Colorado. And like me, she or us, we went through the same thing where there were no photos of of our stillborn son. We have one snapshot that my mother-in-law took, but we don't have anything else to remember him by. And so <laughs> the... The tragedy is that it, that doesn't that doesn't really help you. You've lost. You have no memories with this child alive, anyways. And then just to have nothing. So that was why this person started this uh, non for profit. Uh, it's not specifically a ministry, but um, for me, it has become a ministry. Yeah. Um, I went ahead on, in 2012. I went ahead on through the training and um, became certified to be able to go in and do this. And so, um, so there's a lot of coordination that needs to take place for this, right? Yes. I mean, hospitals, uh, physicians, maybe? I, I, I don't hospitals know. Hospitals usually happens uh, in the in the maternity uh, area or the yeah. NICU where um, they become aware that this is going to be a stillbirth and will uh, – there's several hospitals. Many of the hospitals here in the Phoenix area participate in this program where they will offer this service. Um, there's no charge for it, um, and uh, some some families want it, and some are not so interested. But, I've yeah. already witnessed the emotion it brings to yeah. you, having having done been through that. Mm -hmm. But uh, to to ask the make make that ask in those maternity rooms, and and what did they think when they first heard of this? Um, they were very glad uh, and continue to be really glad for anything that might help a couple through yes. or, or a single it's aching mom. so bad. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, loss yeah. is just devastating. Yeah. Many times it's uh, it's a surprise. They're, they didn't know that anything was wrong. And sometimes they don't even know still what the problem, why, yeah. when we're doing the sessions. But uh, it's just anything that would help. Uh, so the problem is there's only a handful of photographers in the whole Phoenix metro area who participate. It's, it's a tough sell to get photographers to sign up for this kind I of photography. Think, yeah. So uh, un unless you're really just really compassionate or um, 
have been through it yourself, of course, most are not really drawn to this. So uh, sadly, there are many sessions that are have to be declined because no one is available at that time. We've only got about a 24-hour window to get in and get the shots. The sessions only last about a half hour. Um, I'll go in and typically I'll introduce and explain uh, about the the charity that there's no cost. Um, it would take a dozen or so shots over the course of a half hour. I try not to spend too long just because they're in the midst of some difficult times. But yeah. there's always the opportunity there to share that I've been through this yes. and to offer a few insights. Um, I usually will suggest that anyone who offers help take it. Do, do not. This is not a time to be strong. This is a time to allow those to come around you and to help through this time. Is this a national movement? It is actually international. Yeah. Wow. So it's uh, it started. Uh, I think it was around twelve twenty ten or so that it started. So it was shortly after it had started that I found out and got involved. There's a lot of photographers like yourself around the country? Well, there are some, you know, a lot. Uh, I think in many major metro areas, there are a few at least. Yeah. So um, I've done about 100 sessions now since I uh, started volunteering with this group. And and they are so worthwhile. And I've been to the website. Ah, okay. And I I can tell you, my wife and I, this, we became quite emotional. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Knowing what it was. Yeah. And seeing the photos. Yeah. It's so it's precious. It's hard not to. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It but, is. But and it's knowing so what happened to yeah. get there, yeah. to get to that point. Yeah. That's how God, you know, again, working all things together for good <laughs> with a sense of humor. <laughs> After my initial reaction, you know, said, hey, wait, bucko, guess what I have in mind for you? <laughs> isn't that almost the way it is? It just is, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Inevitably, it just always comes around to, oh, that wasn't what I wanted to do. I know. Oh, well, Who would have thought? I'm going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And whoever started that. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Had to be going through something right. the same that led them trauma. there. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you know that story or yeah it was just a they have know, a, it was a professional photographer okay. who went through a stillbirth experience okay. herself and realized what a, a, a difficult time it is to recover from anyway but at least yeah. the idea that photos could help and so they're rendered in black and white it's a little kinder and gentler because yes. a lot of the babies are not in good condition yeah. and they also offer retouching so I don't have the skill set to do, to that. do that so I send mine into a national database and, and then so the, in addition to the photographers there's another whole team of these retouching artists who go through and uh, just kind of smooth out the skin tears and the bruisings and things and make baby a little prettier anyways Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just, uh, we're going to end the show on this, and I just want everyone to uh, check it out. Sure. There's now a, I lay me down to sleep. Is dot the, is org, the, okay. I believe is the uh, email, uh, the website rather there. Is that, do you have that dark? Now I lay me down to sleep dot org. Mm-hmm. Or N I L M D T S. <laughs> If everybody has pencils and pens, you can write that down right now. Or uh, when you play, hear the program, you can copy it for sure. But uh, my goodness. Um, well, certainly any photographers who yeah. have either been through this or think that that might be an area where they could help, um, there always is need in any market uh, for folks. And they can find out how to join by going to that website. I went, I went through a, a stillborn. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. 
with my wife at that time uh-huh. and didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, it's just, boom, you, you get the news and what are you going to do? Well, especially if you're not familiar with, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the grief of death yeah. uh, or of losing a child, especially there. It's a whole new world of emotion and experience. And boy, one of the things I do encourage the dads to do is to stay closely connected to their wives oh, and, yeah. and share with them just one on one how that how critically yes. important that is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> Flash Gordon <laughs> here in person. Oh, and uh, I mean, you travel the world with all of all you do in photography, and now you're in a very different way, giving a gift. I think, right? Passing along a gift. Yeah, honestly. passing along a, a gift, which I just I feel like I've <laughs> kind of been uniquely qualified yeah. and positioned, and wow. so now I can do that. And so. Okay, and you have the website. Say it again. N-I-L-M-D-T-S <laughs> dot org. Okay. Gordon Murray, you are a rescuer, my friend. Thank you. God bless you, and thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure, Art. Okay. Thanks for having me. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.